This is Mario Andretti, and you are listening to Below the Yellow Line. Hello, everybody, and welcome back to Below the Yellow Line. Thankfully, 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 the 2024 NASCAR season and ARCA season is almost here. It's been an excruciating offseason, longer than normal. I, I think it's been seven months since that checkered flag dropped at Phoenix rather than just, what, three or less than that at this point. But tonight, uh, something to quell your off-season woes. Caleb Costner, a driver from the Arkham Menard series, is joining the show. So thank you so uh, thank you so much for joining the show. Um, how are you doing tonight? Yeah, no, thanks, you guys, for having me. No, doing really well. Um, as a matter of fact, <laughs> it's uh, it's been hectic, obviously. <laughs> I'm trying to juggle going full-time racing and, uh, you know, running a, a business full-time. As a matter of fact, we're 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 at our our job right here. So we at the start of the year we took over Team Penske's uh, cleaning contract. So I'm actually sitting in Team Penske in the uh, the uh, video room, uh, video conference room. They break down footage, the footage room, and so yeah, it's in a pre- I'm in a pretty cool spot. Uh, <laughs> but doing this interview, but uh, but yeah, found us found a little break here in the action and uh, wanted to hop on with you guys. Well, I appreciate it. And it's very appropriate. You're in a video conference room for a video conference. <laughs> now, I'm probably just about the least important person that's ever been on that screen in that room. But I'm honored to say I've, I've technically, you know, virtually been inside the Team Penske shop. Didn't know yeah. that was going to happen today. Yeah. Cool yeah, thing we'll, to cross uh, off the bucket list. We'll give you a virtual <laughs> oh, tour here. So, yeah. Uh, yeah. <laughs> All right. Won't you won't you join us up here? So <laughs> absolutely. You know, if there are any secrets in there, NASCAR drivers, teams, whoever are infamous for trying to get any advantage they can. Every That's single right. big when this video gets like 10 million views, it'll be because <laughs> all those executives at Hendrick and Penske, JGR, or well, Penske already knows it, but all those big team executives gonna be combing through. Okay. What was that serial number on the Coke machine? You know, what what <laughs> what aerodynamic secret? Is held in that Coke machine. Who knows? Probably just yeah. That's all right. After this, yep. After this, uh, this video, anyways, I probably won't be here. I guess they might be like, "Hey, hey, that was it." So no, no, I'm kidding. Can't be giving away too many secrets at the team Penske shop. But uh, you know, I just talked about the start of the season. But everybody, Caleb, has a unique start in racing nowadays it seems like the default answer is i started racing go-karts at four years old i was a childhood prodigy but what is your story how did caleb costner get into auto racing Mm, man that's a that's a great question right um you know my previous previous career it was always like that that default answer right it's just that 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 uh um cliche that everybody kind of gives you right but when it comes to to being now a race car driver man i i uh you know, dreamed about it just like a lot of a lot of guys do, right? I realized the opportunity at hand and the the um, opportunity, the the blessing I have. You know, like I'm saying, the, the you know, that's just presented to me. A lot of guys don't. You know, they dream of doing this. I dreamed of doing it. So, you know, as a kid, this is all I ever dreamed of doing. Um, and uh, you know, started racing, yeah, when I was a kid. But you know, a lot of kids have that. Like, you know, you started when you were like four years old, and I was like 12 years old when I begged. And begged my parents to uh, even consider. I had a neighbor that moved in, Tyler Lester. I'm sure a lot of racing guys uh, around my age kind of kind of familiar with Tyler. He was a great racer, and um, he kind of got me into it. I saw he had a le- uh, legend car and bandos um, up up for sale up across the road, and that started like the questioning to my parents, like, "Hey, I want to get involved. How can we do this?" And then ultimately, we ran a we bought actually um, one of my first bandos from from Tyler. 
and uh, we only ran like three races because we quickly found out just how expensive it is and my parents you know blue collar one of them works at Freightliner, and the other another industrial plant and i was like dude we can't do this so it quickly ended <laughs> um as, as quick as it began it ended and um i was about 15 years i was 15 years like i had job permit my first job was at subway of all places and so i was a sandwich artist and um whenever i was uh I was 15 you could get a job permit so i got a job permit and from that point forward like i was just determined to make money to buy a race car and sure enough i did i bought my first uh uh fox body mustang uh, i bought i bought a lot of chassis one and uh, you know the entry level at that point for me probably you know forest owner so uh a track that may be familiar with people is east lincoln speedway you know with the dirt route and that was my home track you know at the time ray everham was doing a lot with that track um you had like the the uh, the legends dirt midgets uh, cars, you know, when that was a thing, and so you had those there, and and it was cool. It was a good opportunity for me to get there, and I ran for a couple seasons up till I was about eighteen years old. So I don't know, like three or four years that we ran, ran some different things, modified late models through those years, and and then I got to that age where I like, hey, okay, this is not going to be a career. What do I do? You know, um, and so I was faced with the reality if I was going to go have to find a legitimate career that could i mean not that it's not but i knew something's going to pay the bills uh just something more safe and so so that's i did i, I went i went into as a first responder for for almost a decade and uh, kind of just put all the racing stuff on a back burner i mean I, you never lose your passion for it you know I always paid attention I always um you know jordan anderson is a great friend of mine somebody i leaned on i would always try to support and you know through through some different common mutual connections that, that got us you know talking back when he was running dirt late models at carolina right because carolina is my other hometown track dirt track so you know just a lot of common connections there stayed in touch over the years and you know about five years ago is really how this story kind of starts back up and that's um i got an opportunity to run a legend uh car at uh, hickory motor speedway it was a one-off. It was actually for my buddy Tyler Lester again. And so got back with him um, and just, you know, from that moment we knew it was just going to have fun and, and I got hooked and I was like, man, I missed this. Gosh, I can't believe I've not done this for years. And so that kind of opened the door to, to my uncle saying, Hey, I've got a car, come race it. Some, it was a four cylinder. It was purely just to have fun. Right. Because I'd raced late models, raced some other stuff. We were just trying to have fun. And um, you know, I think that's probably the best I guess overall you feel when you go to the track, you're like, I'm just here to have fun. You know, everything gets so serious when you get to this kind of level that we're at now. But even then, like I said, about four, it was about four years ago, I guess, at that point when I, so I got the, but we, we got in his dirt car and we were just having fun with it. And we did, we enjoyed it for a uh, you know, for about a year. And then I had never in my life had a sponsor at that point, you know, never had anybody support me. And uh, one of my best friends, he works, he's a, is a, like a pipe fit and welding company. And uh, he talked to his boss and he said, hey, would you be interested in helping Caleb, my buddy? And he's like, yeah, sure. And uh, you never I never knew from that moment. His name's Craig Hubner and industrial uh, fabricators. And so it just from from that point, I never thought that. I would ever get a sponsor. And I mean, he invested me pretty well. And uh, from the start and it gave me hope to to take it to that level and uh just honestly since that moment that i found that first sponsor it's been a blur because that gave me like the confidence to like okay let's go get another sponsor another sponsor and i quickly went from running dirt cars the dirt modifieds to um you know meeting some other people in the industry and, and a great friend of mine daryl cranch used to run west winston west series um uh and 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 he gave me opportunities in some cars 
and then that led to owning some prolate models and then prolate models to, to, to Arca. And so, um, and that was, I think my, I made my first Arca start in 2021. So it really, I don't know other than the fact to say I'm here, then, you know, I've, I've just worked so hard and never gave up and just, you know, beat the beat the pavement man like just not not giving up because that's the biggest thing you know there's so many times you're faced with like this isn't worth it it's over like i'm done and you know, i was faced a couple of times like that but i was like you know i'm so close i'm so close like like let's do this and you know ultimately led to the partnership i have with my my partner aaron weaver and um, what we've built today and you know running full-time the season and it's just it's just again it's a blur it's a dream i'm happy to be here and that's a, that's a I guess roundabout way to tell you about how we got here i mean there's a lot of ins and outs in between there but uh i guess that's kind of the gist of it well that that dream of yours has worked <laughs> out pretty well and it's even brought you all the way to the high banks of daytona where you'll, where you'll race in a few weeks but before that you guys got a chance to go test there what was it like and and maybe this was a full circle moment for you to be out there on those those hallowed grounds that that we all dream to be on one day um you know, not me in a car. I'll be there in the stands for the first time. <laughs> Please do not put me in a car. Awesome. I would awesome. I would wreck everything. <laughs> uh, but what was it like for you as a driver to be out there to to say, okay, I didn't just make it to the national stage. I made it to one of the most famous sporting buildings, uh, racetracks in the world. Just what was that like making those laps? And was that your moment where you kind of realized that, you know, hey, I've made it. I've turned this dream into a full-time career in reality. I think the moment that hit me was, uh, and I, I don't know if you were aware. So I did run Daytona uh, last year. Um, I did race in the arc race there. So, so really, um, last year going into the test was was a moment of of highs and lows. And again, people who don't know about you know us as a team, me as a driver, you know, last year we took our car. We we were like, hey, we're going to run Daytona. Well, I'm not. I'm not afraid to admit the failures, right? Because that's that that that's even more to brag about of wh where we've come from. You know, it's like seeing the story of like a Ross, you know, or somebody like that that's made it to where they're at and where they come from. And you know, with our story, right? It's we we unloaded last year at the test, and our car never hit the track. I mean, I was mortified. I was so embarrassed, right? I mean, you worked so hard. You're here at the test. Like, that's not what we come here to do. That's not saying much about our program, right? And then we brought a totally different piece back for the race, right? We really put our heads down. We got it right. We made some changes. And, you know, overall, we had a really, really mileage motor uh, for the Daytona race. And, and, and our setup was a little off. And, you know, it was like throwing a parachute out when I wasn't right up behind somebody. So and it, was, it was I learned a lot through that. But I think that moments when I first got there, did the test last year, it was like, wow, like you said, the first time pulling in, it's like, this is something, this is awesome. Like I always dreamed to get to this point. Right. And then the race, when we ran the race, ran it clean, finished only lap, didn't put a scratch on the car. That was a moment for me, my partner and the team and everyone else involved. Like, wow, we can really do this. This was awesome. What an opportunity. And then, you know, we had our motor refresh, went back to Talladega a couple months later and we were running sixth for, I don't know, 12 laps. And we were really, we had a great strong run going on. And a lot of people, again, probably didn't recognize it and, and see it, but you know, we did, you know, considering how far we come and, and, and how much of an effort we put forth and, and the result really showed us it was a bummer because we ultimately blew a right front and, and killed our car. Um, but that's the same car that 30 days later, the same car after putting a clip on it that we raced at Charlotte, you know, 
Um, so it was, it was, it's just showing how far you can come with little resources and uh, we made the most of it. And yet now to come back, you know, full circle this year at the test to have a brand new car. Cause this is a, this is a whole entire new car to us. So it's our second complete car. We actually picking our third complete car tomorrow. Um, we've got our fourth car getting sent off, putting a body on it. Like this is huge for us, right? I mean, last year we were just thinking about going to Daytona with one car and we've got three complete and the fourth getting sent off. Like I didn't ever anticipate us growing like this. And so I'm just, I'm just thankful. And you know, the message I guess to put anybody is that it can happen, you know, just don't give up. And uh, I'm going to take in every second that I can of it and make the most of it. And, you know, you know, when Daytona comes this year, man, we've got a really fast car and I'm looking forward to, to, to drafting with those guys and, and trying to push it to the front, and make something happen. We can't wait to see you out there. And the last thing before I let you go, so you can go, uh, you know, get out of the building before the, the, I don't know who's in there. The security guards force you out for looking at the special aerodynamic Coke machine. Um, one of the men, uh, one of the things you mentioned there, you have three or four cars and people may be saying, well, they only ran three races last year. Why do they need three, four full cars? You're going full time this year with Costner Weaver Motorsports and the number 93 car. How did that deal kind of come together? And, and what are your expectations for the team here as you, uh, as you try to make a run this season? Right. I think the biggest thing about me personally and then our team and, you know, with a lot of people that I know is I keep it just completely honest up front about our expectations, man. And like where we are as a team. Right. I don't try to put out these false, false expectations. Right. We just try to be as real as we can as a team. And and that's, you know, uh, last year that we ended up running seven, six, six races as a team, I believe. Uh, Isaac Johnson raced for us at IRP, and then I ran the other five. Um, but to do those and to take it to the next level here, we've had some partnerships come together. I mean, while we've gotten uh, three new additional sponsors in the off season. Um, our my partners expanded some, some business. Um, my company has grown, so there's a lot of personal involvement, like like. like blood, sweat, and tears that we've all put into this personally to want to see this grow. And so, yeah, I mean, like you said, you can make one car work. And, and even just for those amount of races, right? I mean, like Talladega to Charlotte, we stretched it thin. We made it by the skin of our teeth. Um, but uh, uh, we definitely did want it to grow. And, 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 and like I said, we're doing, we've done everything in the all season that you could possibly imagine. You know, we got rid of our, our, our dually and our, 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 our gooseneck trailer. We, we've got us a, an actual lift gate and then a toter home. Like we, everything that we can take two cars, the track, everything that we've done is from our transport to their own track performance to our uh, employees, you know, having a full-time guy now, crew chief and, and Daryl Fields. Like it's all those things that we took necessary steps to help our program go. Realistic expectations for us this year um, would be, man, in, and, and, this is putting it, a lot of people might say, oh, ARCA, ARCA, right? That's kind of been the saying for, you know, a couple of years here and there, whatever. This is going to be the best year ARCA I think has seen in, in quite some time. I mean, guys are going to get sent home at Daytona. It, that's what it's looking like. I mean, there are cars that will be sent home at Daytona. That's that's huge uh, to say. And that's it's kind of sad when you look at it that the one at the Cup Series is the one series that's probably not sending anybody home. Like that, that's, uh, you know kind of a stinger but you know the the fact of, of where i believe arca is going you're, you're going to get better content you have better drivers you're going to have better better content on track better performances and so with that you know it raises the bar because you know ultimately like a berlin or an elko right you might not 
have a, you might not have the SBG show up, right? You might not have the uh, 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 Andy J or, or somebody like that. That that that's but you know your Kansas races, your your Charlotte, your Michigan. You're gonna you're gonna have pretty big fields. You're gonna have more competitive cars. So you know those start those finishes are gonna be um, a little tougher to, to obtain. But um, I believe realistically we're we're shooting for top tens, man. Every weekend top tens is what we're shooting for. Um, you know a great day is for us gonna be a top five. Daytona, Talladega, those ought to be races that we're going and we're competing for a win. That hundred percent. You know there's not gonna be any shame in what we're going for. You know a lot of guys. You know we hang to the back, we hang to the rear. We do we do this, do that. You know. I'm not going to sit here and say we're going to play it safe. My goal is to go to the front. You know, you never know how many opportunities you're going to get at this. I know I've got a fast car, and I 100% am going to show people, hey, you know, last year from Daytona to Talladega, and what we did at Talladega is the same thing that we're going to do this day at Daytona this year. We're going to be the best qualifying effort we can go, and we're going to try to go to the front as fast as we can go. So that's my goal, um, and that's all I can take into Daytona. That's my that's our first, you know, plan of attack is Daytona. And from there, you know, we're going to assess. But, uh, but yeah, feel really good about the year. We're going to do very good, I feel like, or the best we can with what we have. And we'll just see how the season plays out. We've been talking a lot about revealing the secret of that Coke machine over your shoulder, but I feel like you just revealed your game plan for Daytona. <laughs> so hopefully hopefully that didn't give it yeah, away sure. too much. But, hey, if you bring a good enough car, we know you got the talent. I mean, you might be unstoppable. It doesn't matter how many times they reveal your plan. Um, but thank you so much for joining the show. And and I love that you mentioned the ARCA field because there are so many great drivers in it this year. It's it's going to be great to see qualifying be that competitive again. And yeah. I'm talking to Christian Rose tomorrow, and, and I've kind of become friends with awesome. Ryan Roulette, Brad Smith, some of those guys. And and I'm, I'm really excited just for the state of ARCA right now, like you mentioned, because for years, the jokes, yeah. the memes that came from that series, man, yes. you guys couldn't catch yeah. a break. And and the respectability oh, level that really series can't. went down, and now it's back up, and it's guys yeah. like you doing it. That's the best part. I mean, just it, hard it brings working it validity. drivers. Yeah, yeah, absolutely. And and I hope to see you in Victory Land. I believe what's that? February seventeenth, I think, is when that race is. I can't February remember 17th. what time it starts. Uh, my February show schedule is just <laughs> a jumbled mess. Trying to work in that trip to Daytona and, and all that in there, but FS1, MRN, C, Caleb, and the rest of the field there. Thank you so much for joining the show, and, and we certainly uh, wish you and the rest of the team the best of luck for 2024 uh, and beyond. Looks like you got a bright future over there at Costner Weaver Motorsports. Awesome. Thank you guys for having me. I appreciate the great words, and uh, yeah, we look forward to putting on a good season, hopefully.